We would like to welcome you to the Innovate That podcast and thank you for joining us. This is Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell. Uh, Today, we are excited to announce a new sponsor for the show, the Oklahoma Business Roundtable. This organization promotes new business investment throughout Oklahoma, including funding support for startup, retention, expansion, and attraction of business facilities and operations. Learn more about them at okbusinessroundtable.com. Hey everybody, this is Lieutenant Governor Matt Pinnell coming to you with another episode of our Oklahoma Innovate That podcast series uh, in partnership with uh, OCAST uh, and the Oklahoma Business Roundtable as well. You know, this is a series, uh, a podcast series that we wanted to start to really help champion and, and tell the story of the innovation pipeline model that we have in Oklahoma, uh, which is world class. Uh, a lot of other states don't have a pipeline model like this, uh, and we don't we we don't talk about it enough. And and so, thankfully, OCAST um, had a great idea of again partnering with my office, uh, asked me to help host this to really tell the stories of, of really amazing Oklahoma companies, first off, uh, that uh, have built really great companies in Oklahoma, uh, and, and how the Oklahoma uh, innovation pipeline model has helped them uh, through that process. Uh, so with that, let's just jump right into uh, this episode uh, with Jay Martin of Martin Bionics. Uh, Martin, a little, little background here, Martin Bionics, uh, a prosthetic company. Uh, that was started in Oklahoma City uh, on the modern frontier, as we say now, in Oklahoma City. Uh, headquarters uh, right here in OKC, even though they have offices in several locations across the country. Uh, and in 2020, pretty cool deal, uh, they received uh, the incredible honor of being chosen as, as one of Time Magazine's top 100 inventions of the year. Uh, imagine that. Uh, right here uh, on the modern frontier in Oklahoma. So pretty, pretty cool. The, the magazine uh, had this to say uh, about their product called Socketless Socket. Thanks to uh, microprocessors and robotics, artificial limbs have hit new heights of innovation. But the socket, the molded plastic piece that attaches prosthetic to person, has not made such major strides until now. The socketless socket replaces the often uncomfortable molded plastic fittings of more standard uh, prosthesis with a custom set of straps and bindings that can be tightened or loosened as needed. It's the difference between wooden clogs and carbon fiber shoes. Jay, thank you so much for being with us. Well, thank you for having me. It is an honor to get to be on your show and um, uh, really excited to get to uh, share the story with you. Good, good. Well, let's just uh, jump right into it here. There's a lot of different tracks that you could have taken. Why prosthetics? Yeah, you know, my, uh, my journey goes back actually to high school. I was uh, doing a senior research project for my English class in high school. And I had seen a, uh, a new story on prosthetics and thought it was fascinating and found a local clinic. I went up and interviewed them. And as I stepped in the, in the doors, I just really kind of felt a calling. Like, this is where I'm supposed to be in my career. And uh, I've always loved inventing and design. And for me, it's as much a hobby as it is a career. And as a kid, I was, you know, I was a kid who was always taking stuff apart and making something new out of them. Um, and so when I discovered prosthetics, I was uh, both fascinated by um, the 
the uh, uniqueness and intricacy of uh, of you know these mechanical devices and electromechanical devices that would replicate uh, the human limb. But I was also uh, shocked at how archaic they were at the time. And so I really kind of set out my career path to advance the human experience uh, through innovation. And, and prosthetics is a really great path for that. It's a great field. Uh, and it's a, it's, a, it's a perfect combination of uh, working with you know, human, uh, human design, uh, impacting quality of life for, you know, for people, as well as uh, inventing and, and engineering. And so combine those two together and, and, and set down that path and uh, wasn't long before Martin Bionics was created. That's great. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I've, I've got a couple boys. I've got four kids, and one of my boys, yeah, he loves taking stuff apart and putting it back together. So, yeah, hopefully one day he's uh, creating something as well. Yep, hopefully in this like field, he's yeah. on the path. <laughs> That's right. So, what led to the creation of the socketless socket? Yeah, you know, I, I was um, ended up getting invited by NASA to uh, help create some Iron Man exoskeleton suits uh, for space and military applications. And uh, it was just not, not a whole lot of people get, get that experience. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Yeah. You know, and, and I had this, uh, you know, really great, fun season working with NASA for maybe two and a half or three years and uh, worked on three different exoskeleton programs. Uh, one of which was uh, you know, kind of like an Iron Man suit for Special Ops Team 6. A uh, very fun, cool project. One of them was uh, specifically focused on um, for astronauts. And, and, the, and the third was actually the most challenging program. And it was, Effectively, a fabric-based exoskeleton, so no structure at all, but just a fabric-based, you know, almost like a jacket, you zip up, and it would uh, create an exoskeleton um, around them. So, I had the um, I had the very challenging uh, job of creating the physical interface of how do you connect this nanomachine together on the physical interface, and so began working on um, ways of distributing forces in a you know, very dynamic, compliant way through through fabrics. Uh, but still maintaining the control and the strength and the uh, the abilities of the user within the exoskeleton. And, uh, and what I created and discovered in those programs ended up coming full circle back into a new way of fitting prosthetics. And so conventional prosthetics, even the most advanced conventional prosthetics today, are a rigid static hard shell. They have okay. maybe a little bit of give around the edges, but they're incredibly uncomfortable for the majority of amputees. Our technology literally fits like a pair of sneakers. Um, very conforming, very dynamic, adjustable, um, and, uh, and very comfortable and has uh, radically changed quality of life for amputees around the world now. Yeah, that's great. Um, so, to, you know, talk about this experience with uh, Time Magazine. I mean, did you submit anything? Did you, did you know you were being considered uh, for this? Uh, what was the process there? Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a huge honor to get to. Uh, be recognized by Time Magazine. Um, that's obviously a, a great publication. And, um, you know, we, uh, uh, when, when we uh, first engaged in conversation with them around uh, uh, being a candidate for this, um, you know, it felt like just uh, being considered was an absolutely huge honor. And so we were just ecstatic to be actually named one of their uh, top inventions of the year for 2020. Uh, my team and I have been working uh, really hard on these, uh, on this technology. And we made some amazing um, new uh, uh, socket designs in uh, in 2020 that uh, ultimately became recognized. And what 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 comes out of that though, you know, the, the recognition is fantastic, and you know, that accolade is is great. But the bigger value is it created a level of exposure 
of our technology to the world. Yes. And so now amputees from all over the world are discovering our technology um, and reaching out. And, and what it's done is it's given hope to many amputees uh, from across the U.S. And, and even from around the world who see that article. And, um, and then uh, they'll reach out and, and literally will articulate hope to us of saying things like, you know, this is the first time I've had hope of being comfortable wow. again since I lost my limb. And so we feel like um, our, uh, our role in, in, in the ecosystem is to help steward that hope. And so, um, uh, so many amputees are uncomfortable in their conventional prosthetics and the vast majority are uncomfortable in their conventional prosthetics. Um, that's, you know, rubbing and, and pain and, and discomfort like that. It's also, you know, they're hot, their limit range of motion, and they just overall limit quality of life yes. uh, with the prosthetic. Our technology is completely different on all of those fronts. Uh, we have unrestricted range of motion. They're cool and breathable. They fit like a pair of sneakers. They're very comfortable, self-adjustable, etc. So um, we, we get to steward that hope and help uh, facilitate amputees that reach out to us uh, from literally around the world uh, get to find a more comfortable quality of life. That's really cool. Yeah. So no, no, that was kind of my next question. It, it has the, uh, uh, article, it, it certainly exposed you and helped uh, the business. It certainly mm -hmm. has, and it's helped you spread hope around mm -hmm. the world, which is, which is really cool. Uh, how many other prosthetic, uh, prosthetic products do you offer? Are you guys working on, uh, new products right now? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. So we have a, uh, a socket technology, um, which is the interface between the body and the prosthetic, the part you actually wear and, and connect to. Uh, we have that uh, technology uh, for every level of amputation. You know, for someone with uh, you know upper extremity missing an arm, or all the way past the shoulder to missing you know, a portion of their uh, leg, through all the way past the hip level. Um, so for every amputee, our technology is accessible. Um, and then we're we're always innovating. We're always creating uh, the next generation design and. Uh, it, it, Innovation should never really be static, right? There's, That's right. Um, there's, a, there's an evolution to it. And uh, I have an amazing team. And we're uh, already working through the next uh, generation of our own technology. But uh, even if we were to stop where we are, the transformation and quality of life is so radical with our technology that... Um, it's uh, it's it's really it's pretty amazing. Yeah, innovation should never be static. I, I, I love that. That's the quote of the day for sure. Uh, how large is your company now, Jay? Yeah, so we have uh, we're uh, close to seventy employees, um, okay. and uh, we're growing very quickly. We'll probably double in size this year at least, and um, we have a uh, a, a very exciting runway ahead uh, for us. So, um, and, our, and those employees are all over the country. I'm assuming. Uh, how many are in Oklahoma? They are. Yeah, the majority are in Oklahoma. Oh, great! Um, but we have uh, we are opening clinics uh, coast to coast this year. So we uh, already have five clinics uh, between Oklahoma, Texas, and Florida, um, and we're continuing to expand and already working on um, the beginnings of a, a few more clinic locations. And That's so, cool. Um, you know, we uh, will we'll, we'll continue to grow very quickly over this next couple of years. Good. Now we we love Oklahoma companies that talk about doubling in size uh, and, and spreading their wings across the country too. It's great branding for Oklahoma for sure. Um, the bio that I read, uh, about you, uh, talked about many inventions you've created throughout your life. Uh, what, what were some of your first ideas? <laughs> My first ideas, you know, <laughs> uh, I, so I actually, um, kept an inventor's logbook, uh, in elementary school. Yeah. Whole, oh, that's awesome. Times. And so, 
you know, going back through those, you know, had the, you know, electric shower curtain and the, uh, yes. you know, the, um, uh, you know, d- different, you know, pretty simple inventions like that. But, but that really was kind of the beginning for me. I, I, cool. I can remember, you know, sitting in the lectures and the teacher, you know, trying to teach and my mind just being off somewhere completely yes. different, thinking through new invention ideas and, um, you know, what, what could I create that would be, you know, something that would change, um, yeah. how we function in the world. And, you know, so like, I think just by nature, that's, that's where I've always gravitated towards and I've um, always loved inventing, but, um, you know, the, the, uh, the socket technology really was, was a, was a pretty big, um, focal point for me, um, in, you know, professional world, you know, uh, yeah. past elementary school, you know, looking at, uh, you know, past grad school. Um, and, and, and I realized that my patient's functional abilities were just so limited, not by their amputation, but by the lack of technology. And there was so much, uh, challenge for, uh, my patients, uh, from a discomfort standpoint. So I really started focusing on that and created a number of designs with uh, computer controlled prosthetics, artificial intelligence control systems and things of that nature. And those are really, uh, fantastic technologies as well. In fact, OCAS funded. Um, but the, uh, but the socket interface, uh, in this season has been so rewarding because you see firsthand the, uh, the change in comfort and quality of life for those that were serving. Yeah. I mean, there's no doubt about it. Um, so, you know, you talked about NASA a little bit too. Expand on that a little bit. I mean, talk, talk about that a little bit, uh, with NASA, uh, and maybe how that prepared you for, you know, where you are today. Yeah. You know, the, uh, uh getting to work with NASA was, was an honor. I, you know, there was one other career goal I've had as a uh, as a kid. It was uh, being an astronaut. So this yeah, is, uh, sure, maybe the next sure. best thing to that. Get to at least work with NASA. So, um, yeah, really an amazing group to work with. Really enjoyed my time there. Enjoyed working with all the different uh, team members uh, on, on those programs. Uh, spent a lot of time down in Houston. Um, uh, what, and, so, what uh, years? What 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 years were those? That was uh, twenty twelve through twenty fifteen. Got it. You know, but I I think more than anything that uh, really became a catalyst for. The work that we're doing today. And, um, you know, in fact, that was, you know, I think probably a contributing factor, um, to ultimately, uh, winning an OCAST award for, yeah. uh, developing the socketless socket technology in the beginnings of it. And we were able, we were able to leverage the NASA work, which was also interface design, uh, for exoskeletons. But there was so many synergies between that and what we were aiming to create prosthetically. Mm-hmm. They became a catalyst for it. And, um, and uh, became very, you know, very successful technology ultimately. So you, you mentioned OCAS. We, we've, you know, this is a podcast series sponsored by OCAS. So let, let's mm-hmm. make that connection here. So yes. talk about OCAS. I mean, you know, how did that relationship start and, and how they, how did they help create and maintain, you know, Martin Bionics? You know, if, if you look back at the, uh, the history of Martin Bionics, there are several very significant pieces in that timeline and that storyline that have OCAS name on them. Uh, and so, uh, at the very beginning, you know, I, I was uh, practicing clinical prosthetics and, um, had some ideas for some new, uh, prosthetic designs that would benefit my patients and, uh, ended up, uh, you know, discovering OCAS. Someone shared, uh, shared the, the group with me. And then I went to every workshop OCAS had learned how to write grants. Cool. Uh, taught, taught myself how to write patents, taught myself how to write grants, uh, you know, along with OCAS help in, in some of those workshops. And then uh, ended up winning you know, my first OCAS grant. Like I think I was maybe either in residency or just out of residency. I, I was young, and um, and and that really was a launching pad for me. And so That's went out really and cool. hired you know team of engineers, and uh, and we kind of hit the ground running. And that really shaped the entire the entire trajectory of my career. Wow. Um, ended up winning a number of other OCAS grants over the years for you know various uh, technologies that um, we were developing, but. 
you know, the, the, uh, the impact to the amputee community has been significant, uh, from mm-hmm. those funding and, uh, obviously Martin Bionics, uh, just, uh, growth and, um, and trajectory and, uh, all of our staff and everything has been, um, you know, can re- we can all really thank OCAST for, uh, so many of those significant pieces in our journey. Um, it's absolutely a great group. It's a great resource that we have here in Oklahoma. It's uh, absolutely incredible. And, um, I've, I've encouraged many other entrepreneurs, uh, to, uh, to check it out because it's, you know, been really some lifeblood for us to, um, really be able to accomplish some things that we otherwise would not have been able to. Yeah. And, and and again, that's one of the reasons for this podcast is just helping spread that story that, hey, there is help, uh, you know, in the state of Oklahoma. You may not know where to go as a young entrepreneur, young or old entrepreneur. Uh, we want every age uh, range uh, entrepreneur in the mm-hmm. state of Oklahoma. And there is there are people out there to help. So I- explain that value in having, uh, you know, a pipeline of companies uh, such as OCAS and its partners, you know, Oklahoma Manufacturing Alliance and I2E and New Product Development Center. I don't know how much uh, um, uh, you dealt with those other companies, but I- explain that as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, explain the value in having that pipeline in Oklahoma. I remember when I was uh, when I was first starting uh, I was green. I knew nothing, nothing about entrepreneurship, uh, about you know grants or patents or or any any of that world. And so I was hungry to find information. And so um, all of those that you mentioned are incredible resources. Um, and so for someone who's who's uh, young in their journey on uh, entrepreneurship or uh, or inventing or creating, um, they're, they're incredible resources. And I've and I've always found that. There are um, staff members in each of those organizations that are on standby, ready to help. They're ready yes. to answer questions, and we're ready to like go to lunch with you and like just uh, you know help uh, download the information. And they're there to help us be successful. So, yes. um, absolutely incredible resources. And so, you know, early in my career, I found everyone who knew something I needed to know, and I would just pound them with question after question yeah. after question and learn as much as I could as fast as I could. Um, and so, yeah, you know, we, we have a real gift here in Oklahoma that uh, so many other states don't have. Yeah. What was the first pro- uh, project again that OCAST uh, helped you guys with? Yeah, the, the first project was a uh, computer-controlled robotic ankle device for amputees. Um, and it, it ended up becoming the uh, first of its kind, the first um, robotic prosthetic ankle with a real-time control system, meaning that it would uh, alter its uh, its state and angle and uh, forces uh, w- corresponding to speed uh, terrain and force changes that the amputee was exerting on it. Um, something that had never been accomplished before, and uh, we were the first to do so. Yeah, that's um, cool. Uh, all thanks to Oakcast. Yeah, very cool. So you know, you've you've shared you were sharing a little bit of advice there again. I, th- I think really good advice of just you know jumping in, you know, doing research, figuring out, and finding out you know where you can go for help. Um, what other advice would you give, you know, up and coming inventor entrepreneurs, uh, such as yourself in Oklahoma or around the country? Cause you know, we have a lot of people that listen to this that, that aren't from Oklahoma as well. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, you know, the, the, the journey of, you know, going from A to Z, you know, whatever that end goal of Z is, but to, uh, create a, a, um, new concept, a new design, new patent, new product, new business, whatever it may be. Um, and to get to the end goal of at least a successful, sustainable business, there's a lot of uncharted territory there yeah. for, uh, if you've never done it before. And so, um, you know, what's been really helpful for me is finding others who have, um, gone before me and soaking up as much as I can. There are, 
um, countless mistakes that can be made. And I'd rather learn them from vicariously through someone else's mistakes and not make it myself. Although I've made plenty, but I've also asked a lot of questions. Um, and that, and that's been really good. And I think a you know, second to that is a big piece for me in the journey with OCAS, you know, kind of coming back to OCAS here is, um, that enabled us to launch into just a sizable, sustainable company, even during the research phase through the OCAS funding that allowed us to maybe just to maybe even be, um, more sophisticated, more mature, less distracted. Um, to enable us to create more, you know, cause yeah, it's, good. um, if, if you're an inventor, if you're a creator, which, you know, we're the only, uh, only, uh, creature God made that is, uh, truly innovates and creates, uh, like this. And so, um, but to be able to be in an environment where it is conducive to creating, right. Yeah. You know, to where, um, if you're an entrepreneur, there's a lot of distractions that can help certainly keep you uh, from uh, out of the creativity zone. But, um, you know, but the more that you're able to stay in that creativity zone, um, you know, the, the better because innovation is never done and, yes. uh, and it shouldn't ever be done. And uh, I can't think of a single product that we use today that was the same thing we used a hundred years ago, right? Yeah. Like everything's changing. And even the cycle of innovation is very fast and, yes. uh, and it's escalating. Um, and so we have to stay on top of, um, of uh, having the most comfortable sockets, most comfortable products out there. And so innovating, uh, continue to innovate is so important, but also being able to maintain that, uh, mental position of creativity and not getting bogged down in the day to day being an entrepreneur is, um, probably always a challenge. It's always been a challenge for me, but I'm always trying to stay balanced as much as possible to stay in that zone of creativity. That's good. We always ask, uh, you know, everybody that I interview, you know, we kind of always try to tie this into a bow at the end, talking about why Oklahoma. Uh, you know, I'm the Secretary of Tourism and Branding in Oklahoma, and you know, I I, uh, I talk about why Oklahoma every day. But we, you know, we want to talk to, we, we certainly want to ask entrepreneurs and small business owners that too. So, why did you choose Oklahoma? Well, for for me, uh, Oklahoma kind of chose me. I was born in Oklahoma. Uh, grew up in, in Norman, uh, you know, worked in, 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 moved to Oklahoma City, uh, in, in my adult life. But, um, Oklahoma is a great place. And I think from a, from a standpoint of entrepreneurship, the resources we have, you know, you have OCAS and all the other uh, great organizations there, um, which are great. In addition to that, we have, um, relatively low cost of living, really nice people. We have a, uh, you know, really, um, progressive city that is, um, yes. just amazing. Um, it, it's just the right size. Um, it's, yeah. uh, you know, there's, there's rush minutes, not rush hours. There's, yeah. you know, like it, it, it's just a great place, a great place to raise a family, great place to, um, to live and to work and to play. Um, and, uh, and there's really some talented, um, uh, you know, there, there's enough industry in Oklahoma that there's really talented, uh, pool of applicants for, for hiring. Um, and so we've been able to grow our business, um, you know, compared to if we were on the coasts, you know, for you know, a fraction of the price yeah. uh, of, of labor and all that, but still pay really good wages. Right. Yeah. So it, it's really just a, a great place to be. And I uh, absolutely love Oklahoma City. And, and you continue to keep your company here, I'm assuming, for some of the, the same reasons that you just listed. Is that right? Absolutely. Yeah. And, and um, yes, uh, for, you know, for sure. You know, so we um, the the, uh, the the staff that we have um, are absolutely amazing. If there's one thing I can hang my hat on that I've done really well. It's, I've hired really well. Yeah. Um, and our team that we have today is absolutely incredible. And, um, you know, they're, they're all Oklahomans, you know, for the most yeah. part. There's, you know, of course, some that live out of state, but, but for the, the team in Oklahoma City, 
Um, they're absolutely fantastic. And we have such a great, um, you know, pool of applicants in, in for every position that we have. It's the uh, hardest part is selecting which of the great applicants we want to hire. Well, that's certainly good to hear. I mean, we talk about workforce every day. <laughs> There's not a, not a conversation that I don't have when it comes to creating jobs in a city or a state where the conversation doesn't uh, revolve around and come back to workforce. So, yeah. you know, we, we want to build a kind of state that, um, uh, that is dynamic and diverse. Uh, where we have multiple industries thriving, not just oil and gas, but multiple industries. Mm-hmm. And if we have that, then, you know, people like, uh, you know, Jay Martin is going to be able to find uh, employees uh, in Oklahoma City and exactly. around uh, the state of Oklahoma. So it's really important for us to, uh, Jay, I've really enjoyed this. This has been really, really fun. Any other just closing comments from you? Yeah, you know what? I uh, just, I think once again, I want to say uh, thank you to uh, OCAS, especially for being such a, significant part of our journey. Um, and uh, it's uh, really an honor to get to be on your show. So thank you. Well, we look forward to watching this company. I, I will be keeping an eye on you now uh, to, to make sure <laughs> that uh, we're doing everything that we can do in Oklahoma uh, to, uh, to make sure that you stay happy, your employees stay happy so that you want to stay here. Because uh, I do believe, as you just said, that Oklahoma is the best place to live, work and play. Uh, mm-hmm. But we, we want companies like yours to continue to be able to thrive here uh, and expand. You know, if you said, you know, d- doubling and, and tripling in size, we want that to be able to be possible in Oklahoma. So, Jay, thank you for, for being with us. And for those listening, uh, thank you for listening in again to uh, this episode of Oklahoma Innovate That podcast. Thank you to OCAST, uh, the Oklahoma Business Roundtable. Be checking uh, up uh, on uh, the next episode. You can subscribe so that we will be sending you information on when uh, the next episode is available. To learn more again about amazing Oklahomans, amazing Oklahoma companies, uh, and how we, the state of Oklahoma, and the innovation pipeline model can be helping you. So thank you all so much. 